Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, time for Fan Mail Friday, where we'll be answering your questions and dropping some knowledge and feedback to help you kick the weekend off right. If you're new to the AOC podcast, this isn't the best place to start. Most of our content is more in-depth and much longer format. So check out the best of at theartofcharm.com slash best or the fundamentals toolbox at theartofcharm.com slash toolbox. That's where we've got the fundamentals of body language and nonverbal communication, attraction, negotiation, networking, and everything else we teach here at AOC. All right, let's cut to it. Dear Jordan, in the 21st century, it's hard to know who is supposed to do what. For example, who pays when we go out on a date? I want to be a man and take charge, but I also don't want to have to foot the bill every time I go out. So what do I do? Signed, Confused. Hey, Confused, you'll be surprised at how simple this is. Here's how it breaks down. Basically, you always pay on the first date. If you ask her out, and if it's a special occasion like her birthday, Valentine's Day, doesn't matter, she pays if she asks you out, if it's your birthday, or if she insists. It's not worth fighting over in the last case. You split the bill if you're a regular couple or if you're buying something together, like a weekend vacation or a wedding gift, and I hope this clears things up. Yes, it's a little bit too cut and dry. Maybe there's some people who disagree. I play by these simple rules, and it's never failed. Now, remember, these are American rules, so if you're listening to this and you're in Germany and you're like, but that's not how it would go here, yeah, I know that, but we're assuming that you're in North America. How's that? Dear Jordan, when is the right time to bring my girl home to meet my family? I kind of want everyone to meet her over the holidays, but I'm not sure if we've been together long enough. What's your take on the question? Signed, Clueless in Cleveland. Hey, Clueless, really, the right time to bring your girl home to meet your family is pretty much whenever you think that it's right. There's no real guideline here. It depends on your culture, of course, but in my sort of Midwestern, normal, white American guy culture, there's no real guidelines at all. If things are serious and you see them going to the next level, that's the time to bring her home and meet the family. If, on the other hand, you think it's a more casual thing, there's no need to bring her home no matter how long you two have been seeing each other. It's more about how deep things are than how long they are. And yes, I know there's probably a joke in there somewhere. Hope that makes sense. Hey, Jordan, this is probably a pretty basic question, but what makes for a great relationship? I've been dating someone recently, and I'm not really sure whether or not I want to take things to the next level. Truth be told, I'm not really much of a quote-unquote relationship kind of guy. This girl seems different, though. Still, I want to make sure that we have the basis for something real and meaningful. What's your take on what makes for a great relationship? Signed, Window Shopping. Hey, Window, we did a podcast on this a while back, but let me give you a few pointers straight out of the AOC playbook. First of all, sex. Let's just get this out of the way. If the two of you don't have a good to great sex life, it's never going to go anywhere. Trust. You need to have trust in a relationship, and it needs to run deep. You need to be able to rely on this person to be there when things get tough because they always do. Rapport. Do you two get along? Do you have common interests? What about shared values? And most importantly, do you like spending time with her or him? It's nothing too complicated, but all of the pieces, not just two out of the three or close enough on one and not the others, those need to be there for things to work over the long haul. And since you're asking me about this and you say that you're not generally the relationship type, 
I think I know which way you're going to go, but I hope this helps you be a bit more confident about it. Let me know how it goes. Dear Jordan, I'm the last of the world's punctual friends. The team I run with, eh, not so much. What do I do before my friends show up at the bar? I feel like a reject lurking in the shadows before they get there. Signed, Lurker. Hey, Lurker, this is totally a problem that basically every guy that I meet asks me about, and the answer is twofold. First, you need to be confident and not lurk around, and we talk about the elements of confidence a lot on AOC if you're new. Do what we call the mayor walk. Keep your head held high, high-five some people or introduce yourself to people, clink glasses with people around where you are, and, and second, why are you waiting for your friends to show up until you start talking to other people, especially the opposite sex? Start working on it. You'll look killer approaching people on your own, and there are a few surer ways to show confidence than to approach on your own and not worry about where your friends are, what they're doing, what they're thinking, or where they're going to do when they show up. Best of luck. What's up, Jordan? I want to travel, and I want to travel alone. But I don't want to be the guy sitting in a bar in Amsterdam by himself looking sketchtacular. I've basically had the same friends since grade school, and while I'm good at talking to women, I don't have a lot of practice in hitting up bros. I don't think there's anything wrong with being gay, but I don't want dudes thinking that I'm hitting on them. What's your advice? Signed, soon-to-be Ramblin' Man. Hey, Ramblin', don't worry, your concern is pretty common. What's more, the answer is really simple. What we do at The Art of Charm has nothing to do with women. You might be surprised to hear that, and a lot of people are. What we teach has everything to do with you. You can apply what we teach to your social life with other guys, with office politics, or even planning for the type of life that you want. So what does this mean for you? It means that you talk to men you'd like to be friends with in very much the same way you'd talk to a woman you wanted to date, minus the sexual tension. You start off by bantering, chatting about funny light topics, then you move on to more serious stuff like what he likes about his job, how he ended up in the city, stuff like that. Particularly if you're just looking for a guy to go raise some hell with in a strange city, it's going to be a lot easier than you think. First step will lead to the next, so let us know how it goes, and we'll see you overseas. Hey, Jordan. I've got to give the toast at a wedding this weekend. I'm sort of terrified because when I was a kid, my brother gave the toast at my other brother's wedding, and it was, not to put too fine a point on it, a total and unmitigated disaster. What can I do to avoid being the next generation's disaster story? Signed, Terrified at Toasts. Hey, Terrified, it's funny you should ask because I, I did a toast at my buddy's wedding a while back and I was super nervous too. It's, it's really not as hard as you think, but I have some pointers for you. First of all, relax. The very fact that you're asking me this shows that you're going to be paying a lot of attention to avoid the disaster that you fear. Number two, research. Read online about how to give toasts, watch some YouTube videos, Read articles from the U.S., not the U.K. I made this mistake, almost it ended in disaster. I was watching a lot of best man speeches, and the ones I saw that were from the U.K., they're basically a roast of the other guy, the groom. And it's. I thought, wow, this is going to be rough, but I, all right, I guess is what these are. And then I found some other videos where they didn't do that at all, and I called a couple friends who've done this, and they said, oh, my gosh, do not roast the groom. So make sure the videos and the articles and things like that you're reading are from North America or the U.S., not from the U.K., or you will really embarrass yourself. Number three, apropos, the, <laughs> apropos point number two, respect. Remember, the point is to talk about what a great guy your buddy is, not to cut him down. Again, you know, make sure that you're following that advice. That's the one thing where I almost slipped. And number four, relief. 
you're supposed to be funny, but if you're not naturally funny, then don't force it. That's another place where you can easily create a disaster without meaning to create a disaster. And number five, restraint. In England, it's common for a toast to be something on the order of 15 minutes long. Here in the U.S., keep it succinct. If you go over three minutes, people are bored. It's not great. If you go over five minutes, you should be dodging rotten tomatoes by that point. But don't worry, man. If you're practicing what we teach here at The Art of Charm, I have every faith in you that you're going to nail that speech and be a very memorable guest at this event. This week, I did a video about social programming and how programming puts ideas in our head before our conscious mind can intercept and decode them and how we do that with people and, of course, how we break out of that. So check that out. A link to this blog post can be found at theartofcharm.com slash FMF40. I hope you enjoyed that. And don't forget, you can reach us at Friday at theartofcharm.com. We read everything and we'd love to hear from you. Are you in a strange land listening to my familiar voice? If so, hit me up and I'll shout you out. More from AOC at theartofcharm.com. Now have a great weekend. Get out there and connect and leave everyone better than you found them. Johnny, we know if you listen to the show, you are driven. In fact, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data. And a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to recent Indeed survey. We have hired a lot of team members over the last 17 years. Going through endless resumes, well, that's a time sink. But you know what else is a time sink? Interviewing endless people because they're all gonna give you the best face forward. That's why we love Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash charm. Just go to indeed.com slash charm right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash charm. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. 
You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to kajabi.com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. Thanks for listening to The Art of Charm. Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and more at theartofcharmpodcast.com. 